Hello. Hello. How are you? Good. How are you? Oh, I'm I'm doing wonderful and I can I can hear everything you're saying. It's so crystal clear. This is this is nice. It it is not deja vu then. That's right. There's no cutting in and out. So yes, <laughs> we're no cutting out. So hi and hi to my listeners. Um welcome. This is the Fat Girl Strikes Back podcast and you're here with Cassandra and my special guest today, Daryl Perry. Hi Daryl. Hello, hello, and hey, everybody that's listening. I am so glad that uh, you uh, said you would do this with me. Um, this is only my second weekend, so we're trying to trying to make it as good as it gets. And your your for me right now is as good as it gets. I've been <laughs> dying for you to come on here. <laughs> awesome. Well, you're you're a seasoned pro now. You've gotten that first episode under your belt, so you're ready to rock and roll. Yeah, I got the little jitters out of the way, and then you know me and my lovely co-host uh, Christiana, because we do the the tag teaming of this um we decided that this week we were going to talk about um you know make it about uh, obstacles that some people face and then i was like you know what guess who's coming on daryl <laughs> you were my first thought because you know when i'm when i'm thinking about you know obstacles and what people face and what some people face who who knows it better <laughs> well man that's that's I, I hope i can deliver i i think i'll be all right but yes yes we can, uh, we can, you we can, can yes. So, yeah. so let's just get right on into this. Um, just tell everybody who you are. Sure. Sure. Uh, my name is Daryl. And if you are on Instagram, you might have come across my stuff before I am at your level fitness on there. Uh, and that is basically where I put all the, uh, the information out that I use with my clients. I am a personal trainer. I am a, a nutrition coach, uh, but basically all the information I use with them, I put out. So anybody that sees it can be like, Hey, I want to try this stuff on my own. They can use it. They can uh, set their own goals. They can track their own progress and, and uh, they can see those results that they've been looking for. Um, the other account is the uh, Daryl Perry podcast, because I'm also a podcaster. So if you would be interested in kind of hearing my thoughts on all things fitness uh, and gosh, a little bit of everything else, you can go ahead and head over there. But uh, that's that's me in a nutshell. That is you in a nutshell. And um, tell everybody how you got started with your personal training and coaching. What brought sure, you there? Sure. So I, uh, I, I like, like a lot of folks in the weight loss community, um, I had been going up and down with weight and dieting from a very young age. Uh, probably the first time that I was really aware of it was right before I turned 15 years old. Um, I went to uh, an orthopedic. I'm, I also have a mild case of cerebral palsy. So I was in and out of physical therapy through childhood and up until 18. But uh, when you go and, and see the therapist for the first time, they were, they were uh, getting me on the scale and seeing, you know, what my weight was. And I remember uh, seeing it that day and I was 209 pounds at 14 years old. And then um, I just remember that, that number, I didn't really, start trying to lose weight until probably a eh, year, year and a half, maybe two years, probably a year and a half after that. And then uh, basically that kind of started the whole thing. I, I lost uh, a fair amount of weight doing low fat because that's what was popular at the time. 
Uh, and then when, once I got into college, I was tracking calories and that evolved into like some of the diet books that were popular around the mid 2000s. And I basically jumped around diets until uh, about 2012, I think is around the time I was on my last one, I was doing paleo. Uh, and then I was just kind of like, it, it kind of involved, it, it kind of evolved to what was the stuff that I really liked from this particular eating plan? And then how could I, you know, put that in with some other stuff? Cause what you figure out is there's no real rules with this. You really kind of build your own uh, way of doing things and, and you focus on the stuff that you do on a daily basis. And, and when you're doing that, instead of trying to follow a diet plan, you, uh, you actually start to become very happy with the, you know, day to days of, of living an active lifestyle. And you kind of start to get out of your head a little bit, which is nice. And, you know, well done, because, you know, I've been following you pretty much for the almost duration of my whole journey. And, um, you know, you've been instrumental a lot in my journey. And thank you. And, you know, just the tips and everything that you put out all the time and just, you know, your podcast and you're constant like speaking and talking to people. Thank you, first of all, for me, because you have helped me tremendously. And I, I know from the listeners and everybody that talks to you, you've helped a lot of people. <laughs> well, and um, go ahead. Yeah, no, um, I was just going to say like these people that you're helping, you know, I know myself when I was at my heaviest, I would look at um, my weight as a big obstacle. And uh, I'm sure a lot of people that reach out to you have so many obstacles that they they have that they think are, are stopping them from reaching their goals. Um, what do you tell your clients who are constantly saying, I can't do this because I'm, there's something in the way? Like, what do you tell people when they, they so, feel there is this obstacle? So what we do, and, and that's actually a really good question, because if they get to the point where we're working together, we've already had the first conversation that I typically have with folks off of Facebook and Instagram, which is they'll say, okay, these are the things that are getting in my way. And what I'm really interested in is, okay, some of this diet stuff has worked for you along the way. Tell me about the stuff that's worked. So, you know, I want to hear about that because if I know that, then we can kind of start with those pieces as, as kind of, you know, parts to the puzzle, and then we can start filling into the gap. So, you know, uh, one thing that I do say a lot is focus on the things that you're doing right. And when it comes to, you know, because a lot of times if somebody's messaging me, like they've, the, the chances are they're just not happy with where, where they are with things. Now, sometimes that's that the scale isn't moving as fast as they would like it to be, or sometimes it's just, they're just frustrated with the whole day to day of doing this stuff. So yeah, they'll come to, they, they will. And I've gotten lists before, like this, 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 and this just not going my way. And I'm always like, okay, because my first thing is, is I do, if you're focusing on the things that you enjoy and the things that you're doing well with weight loss, that starts to change your mindset a little bit. And if your mindset is, if you're looking at the stuff from a more, more of a positive uh, point of view, then um, when you, you know, you're, you're going to continue doing the things you're doing, you're going to kind of sort of enjoy it. And then you're going to stick with it because consistency is, is the whole thing. But I always start, I, I always want to know what has worked for them before we get into the stuff that hasn't. And, you know, it's so true. Like you, when you touch on so many things that I, I tell so many people, like your diet, you know, you don't diet. I love that you do not diet. And you tell people 
that you don't do it. Um, And that, you know, you take pieces of every different thing going on around you and you use it. And I wish more people would listen to advice like that um, because I feel like so many people are roadblocked by what's going on with what they're reading and, you know, do this diet, do that diet. Um, Do you find it's really hard to get across to people, you know, don't follow a diet, follow you? Right. Well, and it is because the, you know, if we've, if we've grown up in kind of the diet culture, we're kind of conditioned and or programmed to, to think that, okay, we've, we've got to follow a a very rigid list and we've got to, you know, do this stuff so we can see um, the number on the scale go down in a certain amount of time. And if that doesn't happen, we're, we're not successful. So, you know, this basically what it is, is you look at the, I, I mean, you look at the, the message of kind of the weight loss industry as a whole, and then you look at how many people are just not happy with it. And you're like, well, what would happen if we just kind of do the opposite? And so it, it is kind of like, I, that's why like if you the stuff I put out like I pretty much I don't know how many central ideas I have but it can't be more than like 10 or 15 but I just <laughs> like I go back to them over and over because what people what I found um, is that like you'll post something and somebody will say thank you I needed to see this and you'll go back and post it could even be a, a few days or a few weeks later and the same people will be like I needed to see this and you know it's just it, it's just being able to constantly reinforce it. And I think that's the benefit of using social media and podcasts for that, for, for this type of stuff, because you can reinforce a message. And the other way that this is going to really get out. And, and this is like, I'm, and that's why when, when you started talking about how you've been listening to, to me from, you know, the get go on your journey, like I, I just remember when I, when you came onto my podcast a couple of weeks ago and just listening to your just your conviction, your presence and the fire you were bringing. I'm like this, like this woman has it. So like the other way that this is going to grow, because I I really do want to change the way that people look at weight loss and dieting because ultimately affects how they view themselves. It's going to be people like you. It's going to be people doing podcasts. It's going to be people putting that message out because whoever decided that the scale number was going to be the end all be all that measured success I don't know who that person was, but somehow that message really took off. So we kind of have to go about it the other way. I'm like, okay, let's spread this message. So uh, a lot of that is going to be put out by, by people like yourself that are, you know, have gone through the process yourself and now you're, you're helping people on your own. So. And you know, it, it honestly is because of you and you always saying it starts by talking. (laughs) and I've heard that so much like you just have to talk and it it is so true because you're right we are conditioned to you know do this diet you know get on the scale the scale is how most people measure their success and it's so unfortunate and you know that's why I'm really big on this coaching thing because there is a difference is there not like there is a difference between a coach and there is a difference between a fitness instructor there's a fit there's a difference between a dietitian you know a coach yep. is very different yeah so let's so basically um what we're looking at here if you're going to a registered dietitian that's basically you have been referred out by a medical professional you need medical attention when it comes to how you're eating 
Um, so if you're a, a registered dietitian, that's somebody that has gone to university, has gotten a degree and has gotten some um, advanced training and, and probably is, I think they have to sit for boards as well. So they, there's a lot of education that goes on with being a registered dietitian. So that's basically a, a medical way of doing weight loss. You've probably been referred to, uh, to an RD. Now, when we talk about RDs, we also have to talk about nutritionists, which basically the general public, I think a lot of times thinks a registered dietitian and a nutritionist, is kind of interchangeable. It's not because anyone could call themselves a nutritionist. Like you, you could call yourself a nutritionist. I could, um, you know, it, but it's confusing to the general public because they're thinking nutritionist, RD, same thing. Um, so, you know, RD is, is if you've gotten medical referral. Um, and then every, the way to look at everybody else is kind of like your team that is going to help you be successful. So this could be your, your personal trainer is going to be writing some exercise programs for you. Uh, if you're going to a studio or a gym, they may be taking you through uh, a large percentage of your workouts. They're, they're basically showing you how to exercise. Now, while my background is in personal training and I, I do keep my certification up for that. And I kind of really do that now because with where we're going with the online coaching and so many things going on, on like Instagram and, and, uh, and places like that, it, it is something that kind of sets me apart from the other people that are just the health coaches. But uh, what, what coaching really is, is it's kind of like having a, you, you, I'm sure you've seen the meme where they say, what I really need is somebody that'll follow me around all day and slap the food out of my hand. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So basically this is the next best thing. So what coaching is, the, the heart of coaching is you've got an individualized accountability plan. So what most of my clients will do, if I've got somebody that's been successful on Weight Watchers, they will send me their Weight Watchers dashboard at the end of the night. If I have somebody that's tracking on my fitness pal, same deal. If I've got somebody that really is just like they have bad memories of doing food tracking, we won't do food tracking at first. They'll text me. Um, there's different accountability schedules for everybody, but I will tell you my most, uh, in air quotes, successful clients, the ones that have lost the most weight, we're talking on pretty much a daily basis most of the time. And then it's just kind of like throughout the day, what do they need? So I will get messages of like, Hey, I'm at, you know, a corporate dinner and, you know, this is what's on the menu. What do you think I should choose? So we'll talk through that, but really something that's kind of underlining is, is regardless of whatever choice you make food wise, you just have to be comfortable with owning that choice and moving forward, no matter what it is. But that's really what coaching is. It's, it's a lot more accountability and just making sure, you know, you're, you're involved in your clients day to day. So I look at it this way is that I have to be able to remove those mental barriers and look at your day as another set of eyes that can really set you up to be successful. And if you're not successful, regardless of if it's choices that you made or not, I always look at it as, okay, well, you know what? I didn't, we didn't talk about it enough, or I didn't set you up uh, with, with clear enough expectations on how to actually execute on this stuff. And again, it's not about being perfect, but it, it's ultimately guiding your, helping your clients through their day and, and setting them up for success whenever you can. And that, you know, and you're so right, setting them up for success. And I, I know like a lot of people that reach out to me, mm -hmm. um, 
a lot of them are quite overweight. A lot of them are morbidly obese. And I have spoken to a lot of people that, um, you know, they, they're hurting, but they don't believe in themselves. Um, that is a big, big obstacle, not mm-hmm. believing in yourself. How do you get them to start believing? Because it, it's not going to happen right away. What do you find works sure. the best? Sure. So a couple of a couple of, of tactics. Um, first thing is get into the habit at first of getting in front of the mirror, looking yourself straight in the eye and saying, um, we got here together. We're going to move forward. And if you can muster it, look yourself straight in the eye and say, I love you. And the first few times, maybe the first half dozen times you say it, you're not going to believe it. But if you start really building this kind of dialogue in your own head that you need to be on the same page with yourself, um, you know, eventually somebody that doesn't believe in themselves uh, because you're, oh my gosh, we're talking about going back decades in people's lives that we're talking about decades in people's lives that, you know, they weren't, uh, they, they just haven't had that kind of positive mindset. So you really have to start with a very practical exercise. And then I found something that works really well for people is just put, you know, calendar reminders, whether it's something that they need first thing in the morning, or maybe it's something that they need, you know, throughout the day of just like, you know, focus on what you're doing right, or, you know, say thank you, just really quick statements that almost become words that'll kind of kind of cue off those thoughts in their head of, yeah, you know what, I am doing this, I am working hard, I am on the same page with myself. So it, it really, and I think you have to have an underlining belief, like I believe eventually, people are going to get tired of dieting, they're going to get tired of the frustration, they are going to figure this out on their own. So like, ultimately, I think, whenever I talk to somebody, I'm just coming in, into contact with them while they're going through their story. Now, the end of this story, when it comes to weight loss, is they figured it out. They found the stuff that they like to do exercise-wise. They found the eating plan that they like to follow, and they're going to be happy with themselves. It's just a matter of how long it's going to take them to get there. Exactly. <laughs> Trust me. I've yo-yoed <laughs> a lot in my life. <laughs> you know, and, and it's so true. Like, it, we're from the, the time when, you know, we didn't really talk our feelings out. We didn't, you know, children were seen and not heard. We weren't allowed to have feelings. And I, do you find that, you know, especially with people around our age, like that is the biggest hurdle I find is just what we were brought up to believe. It's kind of tainted us. Yeah, it's, and it's, it's really an interesting generation too, because, and I've, I've talked to it and this is, this is all types of folks. This is, this is, uh, this is men, this is women, this is all kinds of people around this age group and that are in their mid thirties and into their forties where, you know, you were, you were raised that you don't show emotion and you've got to be tough. And, and, you know, thankfully now I think, you know, feelings and mental health and all of that stuff is being talked about a lot more. Now they've got a long way to go, but yeah, it's, it's like, it, it is a lot of, 
you know, kind of undoing what we were, what we were brought up thinking. And then, oh, by the way, you have, you know, our cell, you have our cell phones where, you know, there's all kinds of, of ways where you can fall into a comparison trap. You can, can get caught into like a time vortex of watching videos. There's, there's all kinds of things that you have to really kind of uh, watch out for. But yeah, I, I think the time that we, the time that we grew up in and, and not just from, you know, that, that type of, of thought process, but just kind of how life is now versus how it was 15, 20 years ago. I mean, it's, it's crazy. Oh, is it ever social media? How wonderful. <laughs> if this was around back when we were teens, life would have, well, it probably would have been scary, but to have all this knowledge right at your fingertips is I'm just glad I don't have to pull out an encyclopedia anymore. <laughs> well, and, and see, that's the thing when we talk to, um, cause our, my son's in high school and when he talks about doing homework and complaining, I'm more like, you have Google, like, just stop it. Just stop. What a wonderful thing Google is. I had Britannica. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like the entire set and the, uh, that was the one we had. Yeah. Um, I do. We got sidetracked, but I do have to ask you my biggest thing. What compelled you to become a coach? So, um, I got into fitness first, uh, working at a gym in college because I, one of the gym owners saw me working out and then having a physical disability. He's like, you know what, if you work as hard doing this, you know, I want to give you a shot, like working here. Um, that was the first experience I had, like working there. And I, I mean, I, I learned a lot there. I also saw kind of like the stereotypes that you hear about people that work at gyms and, and, you know, trainers, what they do and what they don't do. And I kind of left, um, when, when I left that, I had a choice to kind of stay there or to, uh, take a, a, go look for another, like a marketing job or, or something different than what I was doing. So I was like, oh, I kind of want to get out of the, get out of the fitness industry. But I, I ended up, um, you know, I was still dieting at the time. And then for some reason, like while I was, I was sitting in a, in a desk job, and I, I had gained some weight and taken some of it off. I just was like, I want to get my personal training certification. I didn't know what I was going to do with it, but I just wanted to go ahead and get it. So uh, I sat for that in the spring of 2011. I got that. And then the first thing that I really thought to do, because this is when boot camps were really, really popular, boot camps and in-home training. I'm like, well, I'll just start a boot camp business. So that's really kind of, that's what your level of fitness started as. And, um, it was, I, I had some clients and I had some classes, but it basically, I, I left a job because I was going to go be a fitness and, you know, I was going to be a fitness instructor. And then I wound up having to go back and get a, a job, but then I'm like, okay, I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not going to give up on what I was doing because I saw that, you know, I, I still really, I enjoyed doing it. And then I started to kind of see that this whole online coaching thing was really, that's kind of where things were going. And it's crazy because we're still at the point where we're very, very early on with online coaching now. But in 2017, I I started going away, really January of 2017, I started going away from in-home training and group fitness and then just really starting to figure out how to do this online coaching and, and really kind of put a framework around it in a, in a system for, you know, staying in touch with clients and, and, uh, and having that personalized communication with them. 
And I just, and then around that time, like I just, I looked back at some point probably last year and I'm like, I've been doing this for over half my life in some way, shape or form. And it's like, I, I really enjoy doing it. And then when I started looking at kind of the diet industry from a, from a marketing standpoint, I'm like, okay, a lot of personal trainers will come out here and they'll try to sound like scientific researchers and talk about nutrition and, and basically they'll write blog posts that look like uh, research papers. I'm like, I don't want to do any of that. Um, but I can talk about the food industry from a marketing perspective. And then I'm like, okay, what is it that I probably, that, that I have that I really, if I could, you know, offer it up to people, what would it be? And it would be kind of this whole relationship with eating and exercise, like this whole thing of not dieting. So I'm like, okay. So then I was like, okay, kind of started to have something there. Uh, and, and then really ever since then, it's just been putting this message out and, and chipping away. And it literally like some days it feels like it is one person at a time, but it's, it's gotten to the point now because the podcast has been very, very helpful. Um, I try to do, there's a lot of stuff on there, but if you listen to the almost daily podcast episodes, those are actionable tips. Like somebody can, you can listen to a freestanding episode, whether it's episode one or episode 250, and you can just take whatever you hear. You can apply it to your situation. If you're not sure how to apply it to your situation, then you can just message me on Instagram and or email me and, and we'll talk about it. And that's it. You'll talk about it. And that's what I love about you. You talk about it and you're so right. More people need to talk. And uh, I, I just have to, I've got one more question for you. And this one's just fun. On a okay. scale of one to 10, yeah. how crazy are you? How crazy am I? Um, let's see. How crazy see. is Daryl? Some areas I'm probably a one. I, you know what? I'm going to say I'm an 11 because I think the, the reason that I do so well at podcasting is because I probably talk to myself for the vast majority of my entire adult life. So talking to my phone is not a stretch. Not at all. Not at all. Yeah. So I love that answer. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Um, Daryl, I'm, I thank you like honestly for coming on here. Um, I want to tell all my listeners, if you were stuck if you don't know where to start, if you need a coach and somebody to talk to, I'm telling you, look up Daryl. I'm telling you, you've, you've got a lot of people and I see what your clients write to you on Instagram, on your, your page. And it's working. It really is. Well, and, and, and thank you for, for the, the mention and, and for, yeah, seeing, seeing the, uh, the stuff that they're putting out is, and it's, it, and see, that's the thing, cause you and I have talked about coaching before and you're, I know you're talking to people and when you get those personal, like when you get those messages, it just like, it stops your day and you, you just take a couple minutes and you're like, they're really getting it. Like they're really changing their life. And it, it's just, it's an unbelievable feeling, but but yeah, I mean, any, anybody that's listening, um, you can always message me on Instagram. I try to get back to people as soon as I can, but I say, you know, give me, give me a couple days, but typically I'm, I'm on it and I'm pretty fast to respond. Oh uh, yeah. Look them up guys. I, I really urge you to, um, I thank you so much for doing this with me. 
I hope this isn't the last time we talk because no. I feel like you know, <laughs> well, we're and, doing and I'll, great. I, and I'll, I'll totally tell you, and if you want to edit this out, you can. But like, I know we talked about a half hour, but if you want to go for a longer podcast, I, I'm I'm free for right now. If you want to talk a little bit more, oh, we can totally talk a little bit more. <laughs> I love to talk. I don't need to get rid of you. <laughs> <laughs> man tell me something else then what you know let's let's just go with we're, we're doing obstacles this week um tell everybody about you know an obstacle that maybe not even you face but somebody that you've helped like not even their story i don't want to know who they are but yeah, you know yeah. tell us um, tell us something well let's see um you know, I, I think for an obstacle, I will go ahead and share one for me. And I will talk about the CP because March is CP Awareness Month. But you guys are probably listening go. to this in April, right? Is this coming out in April or when's this coming out? This is coming out today. Oh, my gosh. Okay, perfect. Then, yes, this month, March is CP Awareness Month. And um, this is another reason why I kind of look at everything I do as a gift because I was born three months premature. And basically, uh, if you guys don't know what cerebral palsy is. It's, it's basically if you have brain damage either before, at, or just after birth, it's kind of a blanket term. So I was born three months premature. Um, it was, I, I was very, I didn't walk until I was two years old. Um, and I walk if you, if we do end up meeting and uh, face-to-face ever, anybody, um, <laughs> I, I do walk uh, with basically from the waist down, I've got some tightness in my hips and my knees and my ankles. Uh, so I do walk with a pretty pronounced crouch. Uh, and basically from the weight gain, I had a, uh, a therapist, the guy that I, or an orthopedic that I saw before the therapist I went to, when I was talking about the weigh-in, he's like, well, by the time you go to college, you're going to be in a wheelchair. And that was one thing I was like, it, it didn't really push me to want to lose the weight right that time at that moment. Um, but you know, that was one thing I was like, well, I haven't spent a single day uh, in a wheelchair. So that was, that was a victory. Um, and then really just like when you have, when your physical appearance is different and I know a lot of folks will say this, you know, if, if they've been overweight, like you walk into a room and if there's something physically different about you, people are going to look at you differently or they're going to make judgments on you right away. And, you know, that was kind of another thing here when this whole social media thing, when I really started to kind of figure out what it was, I'm like, okay, so I can just put out my information and my thoughts and opinions and basically be evaluated on merit only. So like, I, that's why, I mean, the volume of the stuff that I put out is what it is because like for the previous I'm 37 years old now for like the first 34 years or so, like anytime I would try to do something in a public setting, I've always got people's, you know, filtered views of me before I even open my mouth. So um, I guess it probably sounds a little dramatic, but I, I think every day is probably overcoming an obstacle if I had to be honest about it. I don't think it's dramatic at all, actually, you know, <laughs> even me at my largest, it, dramatic as it is. Yeah, it was an obstacle. And you know, you're right, you walk into a room, people look at you and they pass judgment. And you know, that for you must, 
as it was for me, you know, all eyes on you, you, you start to question yourself. <laughs> Why is everybody staring at me? <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's just, it, it, it does speak again to kind of like the, uh, the differences of the world we're in now. And, and when we were kids, because if you were, if you were very shy when you were growing up or you were awkward, you know, you just kind of kept to yourself. And now, regardless of if you're 17, you know, 32 or 46 or whatever, you just have an opportunity to where, you know, you can find people of similar interest. You start to, to, um, to connect with them. And, and, you know, there's, there's a lot of good things coming out of, of what's going on right now. And yeah, that's it. When you start connecting with people and you start surrounding yourself with the right people, it, it, you say it, I've heard it how many times your tribe sets your vibe. And um, do you like, do you find that you and who you support ends up befriending your other people that you support? And then you, you know, you've got like this little circle now of all these people that are now friends because of it. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. And it's, it's kind of interesting because in this, this is just meeting people through Instagram and we're doing, um, we are doing a meetup here at the, at one of the races in Cincinnati, that's going to be the first week of May. Um, anybody that's listening, it's flying pig. Um, and you still can, if you're, you can sign up to the race, but if you're in Cincinnati, you're not feeling like doing that come out to the meetup that we're all going to have at the Duke energy center at packet pickup on Friday night. But, uh, that, that really came about because of, uh, because of, of Gary Cantrell and, and just, you know, I, I really, you know, he's, he's great for anybody that isn't connected with him on social media. Uh, this guy really just wants to share his story and he wants to inspire others. And I'll tell you what, when you start connecting with, him and then other folks that are of the similar mentality. Yes. You, you end up having friends, uh, you end up supporting one another. And, and, uh, for the folks I work with, same thing, they end up getting involved with the same group of folks, uh, whether it's just people that are trying to help others or whether it's, uh, it's other clients. So yeah, there's, there's an entire uh, community going on with all this. It's pretty neat. It is. And, and when you start surrounding yourself with the same type of people, and I think it was actually you that posted a, a meme or something not too long ago about how everybody starts to take on the personality of their trainer. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, if you think about it, if you're working with somebody, whether this is for weight loss or, or anything else, um, you know, the people that you're around the most start influencing how you behave. So if you're thinking about, hiring a, a fitness coach and you look at kind of their, their mentality on this stuff. If they're completely wrecked because they had two slices of pizza and, and maybe a, a glass of wine last night and, and they can't seem to get over it. Well, I mean, you know, that's some of that will rub off on you. If you have, um, you know, somebody, and it's kind of been interesting. Well, not interesting, but um, I've got like a little bit of a minor injury that kind of happened over the weekend. So I'm like, you know what, it's probably a good time for me to go on my stories, kind of give people just a real brief update, but also, you know, let them see that like, yes, I'm missing some workouts. I'm out of my normal routine, but it's not like, you know, the days go on and the workouts are going to be waiting for me. So yeah, if you're, 
if you're thinking about working with somebody, that's probably one of the best pieces of advice is, you know, just look at their personality. And if it's a little too amped up and a little too, in, too intense, or if it's a little too relaxed for you, you know, you may want to, uh, you may want to talk to somebody else because yeah, you're, if you're communicating with them on a regular basis, they're going to rub off on you. And it's so true. And you also just touched on something else because same thing with me. Um, I've been going on my social media and stuff lately too, because I have an injury as well. And I'm just kind of, you know, easing my way back into my normal routine. And I like that you mentioned that because a lot of people that are on this journey to lose weight and get healthy, the moment something like this happens, they give up, you know, I'm hurt now. I can't do it. And I believe by you, by me telling people, I've got an injury, now I can't do it, but I'm still doing other things. I'm not laying down and taking it for what it is, you know. I believe it helps, and so kudos. I'm glad you tell them that. <laughs> well, and, and it's tough, too, especially with the, uh, with the community we're in because everything is focused around eating and exercise. So at first thought, you would be like, okay, I can't exercise and you probably you might be somebody that you know likes to, that that stress eats or deals with feelings by eating which i think is most of us in the community to some extent so then you're literally like okay i i'm part of this community and i identify as uh as someone that you know is is following an eating plan and exercising i can't do that anymore so initially you would be like oh my gosh what am i going to do but then you know, if you take a step back and look at this and say, all right, I am, you know, um, I, this is just, you know, big picture. This isn't going to mean anything. I mean, even if you have a couple weeks where you can't exercise really honestly, even a couple months, um, you know, big picture, like it's the rest of your life. So your best bet is to not be a hero, not try to push through the pain. You know, when you're dealing with an injury, you you do have to wait till you feel a little bit better. You go out and you try to test it. And then there's a good chance that, you know, while you're working out, it's going to it's going to bother you. And that again, when that happens, you don't push through it. You're like, OK, you shut it down. So then you rest it a little bit. It feels better. And then you go try your workout again. Now, maybe this time. You go through the workout, and but the next day you wake up and it's really, really aggravated. So then you kind of have to scale it back a little bit. And it it is very frustrating trying to come back from an injury, but it's a process that everybody has to go through. And if you try to really, you know, push it kind of all with an all or nothing mentality, you're going to end up having, in most cases, you're going to end up having a more serious injury than you would have had in the first place. And that's the thing. As long as you just, you know, you change, if something happens and you just reevaluate, that's all you need, right? Don't give up. Just reevaluate the situation, make a new plan. It's not the end of it. You know, I, I just, I just wish more people would just push through it a little bit more. <laughs> I, I, oh, I'm dealing with somebody of, at this moment of, and I hope they're listening. The ones, <laughs> oh, instead of the ones that are, okay. So yeah, you're talking about somebody that gets injured and then they're like, see, this always happens. So they give up. Yeah. And, and I do okay. have somebody listening right now that, you know, I told them if, if this, that cause they were complaining today and I said, I would call them out any opportunity. If you're listening, you're not giving up. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, that's, 
the, and see the, 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 the cool thing with that is you look at it the same way you look at it and say, okay, right now at this particular moment, I'm injured and I can't do it. But you also step back and you're like, but what is this going to be? What is this going to mean to me a couple months from now? And it's just, again, like, it's just a, a couple, a couple moments in time in your much larger process. So, and it's like, again, if you've, if you felt like you've given up before, it's very easy to feel like you're doing that again. But if you keep coming back to this stuff, even if you're declaring that you're giving up, you haven't really given up because you keep coming back. But yeah, if you're, uh, if you're thinking about jumping off the, uh, the proverbial wagon, stay on for a while, see what happens. Yeah. Don't give up. <laughs> and as like you listener, I like that you oh, had a ahead. specific person. I like that you had a specific person that you were going to call out and you told them you were going to call them out if you had the opportunity. So yes, yes. that's yes. awesome. I, I do not, if I can do it, if you can do it, I know everybody else can do it. They're just, you know, you just have to get out of that negative mindset that you can't. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's and mindset. Mindset is such a huge part of all of this. And, you know, the reason that it sounds like, you know, it, it sounds like a cliche. I totally get it. Like, just think your way out of it. That's not always the case. But if you can get yourself in a better frame of mind and be a little bit more consistent with that than where you are right now, it'll gradually get better. And some of this stuff will seem easier. And the reason it sounds like a cliche is there is a, a fair amount of truth to it. It's absolutely true. <laughs> you know, how many times are you having a bad day with, or even like I was talking to my girl last week on this, her and her wife were having an argument and they just started laughing. End of argument. You know, yeah. you just have to change the situation. <laughs> Not true. everything's as bad as it seems. Not everything. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Um, and I also wanted to ask you, um, I know you, you touch on this quite a bit with people and I, you know, me, I've always been like, no, 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 no. But you, you're very open with people about, you know, if you're doing this diet, you can do this diet and take some of this diet. And I at first was actually kind of a hothead about stuff like that because I was like, don't do keto, don't do Weight Watchers, don't listen to people. And, you know, I was kind of ignorant and I think it was you that, open my mind up to it you know no you do you you can take pieces of this you can take pieces of that and make your own kind of diet um what was your turning point in your life when you realized like every time you did paleo or you did like weight watchers what was your turning point when you were just like man it why am i just following this one plan why shouldn't i make my plan so the, the plan that I made that was my own was really kind of bumping my own head and figuring it out. Um, but what you, but I think what's really helpful for what you're talking about, which is, you know, looking at what's the best part of paleo, what's the best part of keto. Like, you know, if I'm traveling and, um, you know, I'm, I'm not, uh, I don't have my, my food in front of me like I normally do, but I know at the airport that I'm going to be at that they always typically have a steakhouse then I can get, you know, a ribeye steak that has some extra fat on it. And I can get some, uh, some vegetables that are going to be sauteed in butter. And that's going to look like a keto meal. Now, is that going to be, um, you know, is that going to fit the macros perfectly? Are you going to quote unquote be in ketosis? 
No, but instead of looking at keto as the end all be all way to live, you're looking at what's in front of you and saying, okay, based on my situation right now, how can I make this work to my advantage? And really the way I, I think what really helps with that because a lot of times in the fitness community, you have people that specialize in these eating plans. You have people that are all paleo or are all keto or all whole 30 or whatever. And they only, you'll have people that only follow those accounts. You'll also have coaches that only work with people that are doing one particular type of eating plan. And I think, you know, what really helped me was just, I've always, not well, I've followed people that, um, ended up doing a lot of different diets. And, you know, so I kind of looked at what they were doing and we would talk about it. Like I, I don't, and that's one thing, like as a fitness professional, like I'm, I'm always curious. Like I ask as many questions um, as, as what people ask of me, because I'm always trying to figure something out because I always want to hear what their situation is like, because I know if I hear their situation, there's probably somebody else that's out there in, in a similar boat. But uh, I know last summer, like I didn't know that many people that had had weight loss surgery. Okay. So like, whereas some people will divide very hard lines on whether or not they talk to, they're part of the weight loss surgery community, or they're not part of the weight loss surgery community. I just started asking people that I was connected with. I'm like, what was this like for you? Like, and, and I would just ask questions and, you know, what's the biggest misconception and you just find after you start talking to people, you know, you, you're able to pick and choose things out of what they do that they're probably actually doing better in their day to day than you are. But you you figure out how to work that into to your own program. So there there really is a, there is good in pretty much every type of program that's out there. And you're right. There is good. And, you know, it just it, it takes you don't have to just follow one though. That's what we're saying. Like You're right. there's good in everything, but I'm so big on it. Just do you, do you. Yeah. And you well, know, it, Oh, go ahead. One thing. And one thing I'll say, because like somebody will, um, somebody will say to me, because I've had clients that, that'll come to me and say, well, I want to do this. And you know, we've talked about whatever it is in the past, but I'm also a big believer that if you really want to try something, my, you know, more times than not, I'm gonna be like, yeah, let's try it for two months and see what happens. So, because otherwise you're debating back and forth with something that somebody has, has gotten into their head and you never know how it's going to work. I mean, I've been pleasantly surprised by things that at first glance, I probably would have talked to the person and been like, I don't think that's going to work. And there's been other times that I've suggested something and it just, uh, and it just uh, didn't, it, and it just you know, it, it, it actually, uh, didn't work out like I thought it would. So, um, but yeah, you, you just, you definitely can build your own plan. And I think ultimately when people get to that, where they're taking bits and pieces and building their own plan, that's how you're going to be able to stick to this stuff for life. I, I think that is kind of the, the clear cut into it is you build your own plan and that's what you end up following for life. Can you kind of point out pretty early on when somebody comes to you, if they're not ready yet? Um, yeah, well, a, a big thing and what's been really nice with all the stuff that I put out is like, there's no mystery when we start working together, like what you guys hear on social media and what you hear here is pretty much like, this is my philosophy. I'm not interested in seeing how much weight we can lose in six weeks. So if you're coming to me, you're tired of dieting 
and you just basically want to get this stuff straightened out for the rest of your life. That's why when people work with me, I say, you know, if we're going to talk time frames, I say, look, we're trying to get the habits together for the rest of your life. It's probably going to take at least a year, year and a half. But what ends up happening, and I mean, it, it, every client's going to be different, but the funny thing is, is when they start focusing on the things that we put in place, and instead of trying to see how fast they lose the weight, they ultimately end up losing the weight much faster than they would have otherwise. So they may not have the initial uh, one to two months of dramatic weight loss at first, but when we start looking, you know, five, six, seven months later, they're getting some pretty amazing results overall. And then it just kind of continues from there. So anybody that comes to me and is saying that they want to lose a bunch of weight really fast. Now, what I'll typically say is I'll just say, okay, well, if you're looking to cut weight fast, this is the kind of, of calorie deficit you're probably going to have to go with. Um, and they'll tell me kind of before that what they're doing. Um, but I'll give them the information because I think that's kind of, that's the other thing when we talk about all this stuff now is like the information should be free. I mean, you can you can look it all up on YouTube. You can Google all of it. So anybody that's trying to sell you information, I, I think you should uh, they, they might have it presented in a, in a very nice way that's easy to digest. But if somebody's trying to sell you an ebook that's got the secrets to fat loss, you can probably find that information elsewhere. So, so true. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Um, and I had a thought and I should have wrote it down because it just went away. And, you know, when I don't think about it, it's going to come back to me in the middle of the night. I'll be like, that's what I was going to ask. Daryl, mother, hell. Wow. Yeah, it, it must be my old age or something. Don't you hate that when you walk into a room and you forget what you were doing? <laughs> it does happen. I, I should share some of my Centrum vitamins with you. I think we'd be good. We, we might need that, oh. that, that extra Centrum silver right now. I might have to go pick up some Centrum. It's one of those. It's been a very long day for me. I'll tell you that. <laughs> so, yeah, but I think now I we probably should cut this short because I believe sure. I've got three or four text messages going. What's for supper? <laughs> Well, those are the most important messages of the day. So yeah, but, but you know, no, it's, this this has been great. And I'll tell you what, when we did kind of the little extended interview, and we got to dive deep into some stuff. This was awesome. We did. We did. And I really hope everybody that listened, you know, if you take one thing from this episode, I am happy because, you know, that's what it's about. Just one thing. Take one thing and go roll with it. Keep rolling that's, with it. I keep rolling it. with it. Exactly. And uh <laughs> Everybody, please go check out my guy, Daryl, on Instagram. Tell them again where they can find you. Yep. You can find me on Instagram at Your Level Fitness. If you go there, there's also a link to the other profile, which is the Daryl Perry podcast. Awesome. Well, Daryl, I'm sure we will talk again. <laughs> this is not the last they will hear from us. <laughs> no, no, we will definitely talk again and... Well, might be back at some other point and I think you might be back on my podcast at some other point too hopefully I think you might be right yes <laughs> <laughs> you have yourself a great evening and thank you so much again for doing this with me absolutely thanks Cassandra take care bye bye <laughs>